Welcome to Take Me to the Cloud, a place for business professionals to hear insights and best practices from industry experts that combine cloud systems, operations, supply chain, and finance. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining Take Me to the Cloud. I'm Kim Gordon. I'm here with Walter Merkus, and we're going to be discussing the cannabis market and how to anticipate the trends of the future. So as everyone's probably well aware, cannabis is becoming a more prevailing topic as time moves on. States are beginning to phase in the legalization of the recreational usage of marijuana. And that's going to that's resulting in a booming hot market in those legalized areas, right? So there's a lot of companies that are going to be taking advantage of that. New companies are going to be starting, pre-existing ones are going to expand. With that, there's going to become an oversaturation in the hot market, right? So everyone's trying to take take advantage of the sales opportunities. Now, accompanying that is going to be a lot of uh, merger and acquisition activity. PE firms are going to be soaking up as much as they can, right? But then there also has to be kept in mind that a hot market will eventually transition to a commodity once it's universalized. Now, cannabis is unique in the sense that it's being phased out on a legalization level on a state-by-state basis. There's always that hot market opportunity that'll be extended for a period of time. But in terms of the states that we're currently that currently do have that legalization, the potential to become a commodity will be on the horizon at some point. And it's important to anticipate how do I prevent that fallout from happening? How can I anticipate the trends and where do I need to get to? So you need to understand where the cannabis industry is going, really. And that that there's like a concept of the pharmaceuticalization of cannabis. And maybe while you can kind of expand on that concept and walk us through what that means and then who would be a candidate for trying to improve themselves to get to that point or at least stay on par with their competitors. Hi Kim, thanks. Um, Listen, I love the way you frame that because I do think as investment continues to pour in into this industry, it is one of the hottest industries and you know we're seeing a lot of our uh, clients consolidate uh, a lot of the PE firms, as you alluded to, are investing heavily in, into this area. And what's interesting is, you know, if we think of people, process, systems, and technology, some of these things haven't caught up to that level. And as you start to look at the investment in here and the, as you said, the pharmaceuticalization uh, of cannabis, compliance is becoming a bigger and bigger factor. As the governments sort of seek to legalize that compliance component will be very large and put a lot of burden on these organizations. You know, if you start to think about operational improvements, the organizations that are getting into the space are looking for, you know, they may have been a distribution or they may have been in horticulture and distributing sort of in the seed to store approach before non-cannabis. But as you add compliance to that, that's going to bring a lot more challenges to them as they need to challenge themselves to uh, do this during the growth cycle all the way through to the store and having POSs and inventory controls in place that they may not have been used to in, in the past. You know, one of the things as they get to medical grade standards is to get ahead of that curve. As you alluded to, you know, as this becomes a commodity, how hot it is, People are trying to ramp up. And what we'll see is, you know, if you will, a dispensary at every corner, um, if I may say almost a Starbucks or, you know, at every corner is what you're going to sort of see. And then over time, some of that will consolidate um, and bring together, and, and as you alluded to. The one other area that I think is important to mention here is sort of innovation and innovation 
uh, comes in many ways. But in this industry, you know, robotics and AI are going to be throughout machine learning as well. And, and I think the key here is think of humidity in the soil during the growth cycle. Sensors that detect the humidity and watch that humidity go up or down. Light, you know, one of the things that is coming out is that you can't just have the grow lights on 24-7. In fact, these are living plants and they need to sleep and be awake, etc. So very interesting, this whole market and how much research is going in behind the scenes in this market. So adding that level of innovation and investment into this marketplace is very interesting. So essentially, if you will, from seed to storm beyond optimization and introducing, you know, best practices to drive more margins as investors seek to get that margin and seek to uh, grow and build out on their investments. So, yeah. So as you get through that, I mean, now what, Kim, what does an organization who now has gone through this, they're trying to get there. What are some of the options that are available to them? What, what things can they do? Sure. So whether, as Wally alluded to, you're, you know, you're seeking keep to just keep up with the compliance or to really get ahead and think of what are the future regulations? How can I get there? Or just, you know, be plain innovative with the robotics, the AI. No matter where you are in that spectrum, you're, you, you are seeking to understand where you are today and where you need to get to and what the action plan is, right? So with that, I think any organization in this market needs really an to undergo an assessment to understand how do they benchmark in comparison to their peers in the industry and then what's anticipated for the future and do, does their forecasting really match what um, their, their competitors are going to be in the future, right? So it's getting to that maturity model. How mature are you in the market? And once that understanding is obtained, then you can really understand, okay, where in that maturity model do I want to get to? It's not everyone's goal to get to, to get to the height. Sometimes you just want to be a stay in mid-market, right? You don't want to be at the, the very top. But so you make those goals for yourself, then there's the gap. All right, you're here in the maturity model. How do you get to there? So that's where you come up with, a, you know, improvement opportunities. You identify and prioritize what you what challenges you want to undergo and take on and what's most important to your business and then you create that roadmap from there to itemize that project those projects and then the action plan i really like that kim i like the way you went through that because to me as i as i think of our customers and when we're working with our customers and we're thinking about how assessments might work i think it's a very important to start with that maturity model and i think it's a mistake that many people make is is they either a think they're further along the continuum than they actually are or be underestimate their capabilities in the future so we find a lot of times in that maturity model assessment we're really looking at people process and technology you may have the right people on the bus but do you have the right technology and are you do you have a sound process that will get you there and i think you know if i if i may just talk a little bit about benchmarking and benchmark analysis sometimes those kpis that we might drive out of the data that we collect yield what we perceive to be very, very useless data. And most people don't think of, uh, you know, the growth cycle timeframe or the fact that the humidity sensor is telling me that my soil is excessively dry or excessively humid and therefore ultimately producing a, a milder or lower concentration uh, within the plant. So a lot of those things, you know, people forget to check and balance and think about as they start to decide what we're going to do to improve to ultimately get there. So it's about the whole gamut and ultimately getting to a product that makes a lot of sense 
that helps drive margin and increase business growth. So to me, I, I like the way you couch that whole piece and and you got us down that laneway of uh, laneway of of improving and improvement opportunities. Yeah, and to build off of that point, so you mentioned, you know, when you you have the benchmarks, what do you do with it now? So you know, once you have that, if we take a step back, think of the assessment. The output is going to be the portfolio of projects you have for those process improvements, right? And then what equals project success? It's obtaining not necessarily the benchmarks in the industry, but whatever you determine, where do I want to be in comparison to those benchmarks and how do I read through it? So maybe at the end of the day, if you do install innovative robotics and AI and it has to do with the sensors out in the field, what are my measures of success of that project? And then how is that success sustained over time? That's the most crucial key. So you can have everything available to you. You also need to understand how am I going to use it and change as an organization? So you mentioned the people part. The people aspect of an organization enforces the processes. Um, it ensures the data quality is there and then the data is maintained. Um, and it ensures the su- success of any technological implementation and why you're implementing that technology. Without the pe- the, the people, that, that's the key. So the people need to understand how's my role going to adapt to be able to read into this data, to interact with the technology, and, and to keep driving the processes forward towards ultimate optimization. This was a great topic. So thank you all for joining and please stay tuned for the next episode. You've been listening to Take Me to the Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted of new episodes. For more information, visit witham.com.